0: Father, what a blessing it is uh, to be in this place on this day, and what better place to be than, than to be uh, in, a, in a church, as this day is, is all about Jesus. And so we worship him on this day. And Lord, this is a, this is a very important message to, to deliver here, and so I ask for your help. And Lord, may you open up the eyes of the hearts of the people here today who are listening to this sermon. In Jesus' name, amen. On November 22nd, 1963, the American people were shocked to hear the news. President John Kennedy had been shot. Now, the people knew it was serious, but they didn't know it was life-threatening when the news first came out. But in the early afternoon, the famous news anchor, Walter Cronkite, came on the air with a stunned look on his face and delivered this news. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. The American people were shocked to hear this news on this day, and some of you remember that day. It was a little before my birth, but... But I've, I've seen all the, the footage. And this was very bad news that was delivered to the American people on this day. And going into the, going into the day, no one expected that this would happen. He was there on a campaign trip going uh, through Dallas, Texas. And many of you watch the news on a, on a daily basis, maybe a, maybe a weekly basis. You read the news. And most of the news that we hear is bad news. And that's because we live in a world that has fallen, uh, where the devil rules and, and sin reigns and, and bad things happen. Occasionally, we, we do hear good news. We, we hear things that we want to hear. We hear things that are better for you and, and good for the world. But usually it is bad news. 2,000 years ago, we heard very good news and it's been written down for us. This news did not originate from the earth. It came from heaven. An angel came from heaven to speak to to shepherds. And the shepherds loved the news that they heard. And that is what this sermon is about this day. The news that an angel from heaven delivered to the shepherds near Bethlehem. And so the big idea of the sermon this morning is to set your mind on the most important news of all this christmas and the, and the text of scripture that we 're going to be looking at is Luke chapter two verses eight through twenty one and this follows right on the back of the sermon that uh, Pastor Dave preached yesterday. Uh, we typically don 't have a, a double header like they do in baseball, but we, this weekend we get to do that. <laughs> And one point on your outline, by the way, you can, you can just cross out the by in, in your outline. That's not supposed to be there. I apologize for that. Um, so I hope that doesn't draw any confusion. <laughs> so the sermon is calling you to set your mind on the most important news of all this Christmas. And there are three reasons why that we are going to see in this text this morning. The first reason why is the king was born to offer salvation. To all people. The king was born to offer salvation to all people. In the verses following the text that was preached uh, yesterday evening, uh, Dave preached chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, we see that the news gets out that Jesus was born. And this is how it happened verses 8 through 10. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now in verse 8, we see Jewish shepherds are watching over their flock, In close proximity to the place where Jesus was born. Of course, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. So they were right outside of town. And in verse 9, we see that the shepherds receive the surprise of a lifetime. A messenger from heaven appears to them. Can you imagine that today? An an angel coming down from heaven that just appears to you? That would be the surprise of a lifetime. And that's what they experienced on this day. And as a messenger from the Lord, this angel brings the glory of God along with it. And what happens when humans see the glory of God is they, they can't speak. They're, they are speechless. They are brought to their knees. And they're frightened. This is why all throughout Scripture, angels always say the words, do not be afraid. You notice that when you read those passages? It's because when, they're, when the glory of God is shown, That is the response that comes out. They're terrified. And in verse 10 here, the angel's words to them, to the shepherds, are no different. And the angel said to them, Fear not. To calm their their nerves and and to tell them, There's no reason for you to be afraid. We're not going to bring any harm to you. And this brings us to the main focus of our sermon today. The angel comes to share news. News. This, and this news is as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. And this is the news that, that was delivered. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now, this is not the bad news that Walter Cronkite shared to the American people in 1963. This is so much different. This is very good news. And you notice, too, if you look at verse 10, he doesn't just say, I bring you good news, and then stops there. He says, good news of great joy. This is the best possible news they could have heard on this day. This isn't just your ordinary good news. This is great news. And what, what is so amazing about this news is you might think, well, is this news just for Israel? Because remember, Israel longed for a Messiah. And their, and the, their scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures, The first 39 books of the Bible prophesied that a Messiah was going to come. And so the question is 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 he just coming for Israel or is he coming for the whole world? Verse 10 answers that question for us. If you look at the end of verse 10 here, it says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Not just for some, for all the people. And this is great news for us because we're not Jews. We're Gentiles. There might be a Jew Jew or two here. I don't know. But but most of us here are Gentiles. And then he explains, the, the angel explains the news in verses 11 and 12. He says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. The angel reports the news that happened not too long before. And the one that all of Israel had hoped for was born into the world. Now you may be here today and you might wonder, well, why is this news so important? A baby is born? What, what is so significant about this man, this baby? It is important because this baby is the only hope for the world that God planned the moment that Adam and Eve sinned and sin entered the world. This baby is the only hope that we have. I know this is a big statement that I made, but it's, but it's a true statement. He is the only hope for the world. When Mary was pregnant and an angel of, of the Lord appeared to her and Joseph, he said in, in Matthew 121, "...she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus." For he will save his people from their sins. So this baby is not just a king. He's a savior who will save his people from their sins. And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, he's not just a savior for Israel. He's not just going to deliver Israel from their enemies. He's going to save Israel from their sins too. And he's not just going to save Israel from their sins. He's going to save the whole world from their sins. That's why it says at the end of verse 10, for all the people. And as Simeon said, when he took Jesus Jesus in his arms in the temple, My eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. God has a plan not only for his people, Israel, but for the whole world. And the text reading this morning could not be any clearer on that point. John three, sixteen through twenty-one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is God's offer to planet Earth. Because our our entire planet, all of humanity, has fallen into sin. Jesus died on the cross to pay the the penalty for your sins. And God sent his Son into the world to become a man, to save sinners, and also to be the king. He is a savior king. The people whom Jesus saves are the ones who will make up this kingdom one day. Not, every, not everyone will be in this kingdom. It's just the ones whom he has died for and those whom have believed, believed in him. When the angel Gabriel foretold the birth of Jesus, this is what he said in Luke one thirty two: He will be great and, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. The king of the world is also the savior of the world. Isn't God's plan amazing when you think about this? How everything just works together? It, it, it ought to make your head spin when you think about this. It's, 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 a, it's an amazing story that God has planned. And if you believe in Jesus, your sins will be forgiven. That is the promise of Scripture. If you have a genuine relationship with Christ and you're trusting him for the forgiveness of your sins, they will be forgiven. So this is the first reason this morning you must set your mind on the most important news of all. The king was born to offer salvation to all people, including you. This news is so important and so wonderful if you receive the salvation. Okay, so that's the first reason to set your mind. This Christmas, on this news. The second second reason why you must set your mind on this news is because peace comes only to those who believe. Peace comes only to those who believe. We're going to be looking at verses 13 and 14 here. As the shepherds were still standing outside, they went from seeing one angel to numerous Okay, so, so the initial shock of seeing one angel appear to them. Now there's thousands of angels right before them. Could you imagine that? It says a heavenly host in verse 13. A heavenly host. That, that, that means thousands. And the shepherds saw all of them standing right before them. And these angels are praising God for sending Jesus to the world as the long-awaited Messiah and Savior and they all they can do all the angels do here is they offer praise to God verse 14 glory to god in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased have you ever wondered what the purpose of angels are humans are fascinated by angels and by the way angels are fascinated by humans too we don't we don't we don't typically understand that but specifically god's plan for salvation for humans uh, First Peter one says that but but we 're fascinated by angels too, and we, we so you ever wonder what is their purpose? Well Hebrews one actually tells us what their purpose is. It says they are sent out as ministering spirits to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation, so they are there to serve you it 's a stunning reality, but it's but it 's true, but they also do something that we see. In the text this morning, they are there to offer praise to God. That's what they do continuously. They always offer praise to God. They do this nonstop. Do you remember the account in Isaiah 6 where Isaiah is standing before the throne and the Lord is on the throne? That's where he says, I am a man of unclean lips and I am among a people of unclean lips. What the angels do here is one angel says to another angel, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. So they're offering praise to God. We see the same picture in Revelation chapters 4 and 5. We see angels worshiping God as they say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So they're offering praise to God. And this is what they are doing here. And this is the model that we are to follow. As believers, we, we, can, we can follow the example of angels in, in the way that they praise God. They, they do this continuously. And this needs to be a regular pattern in our, our lives. God is worthy of all the praise and all the honor, and we need to do this on a regular basis. And, and admittedly, we, we must be honest, we don't do it enough. I know I don't. This is something we, we must do. Now let's turn to, to the second half of verse 14 here. Verse 14b The angels address humanity. So the heavens praise God and now they address humanity on earth. Now this verse has been interpreted wrongly quite often. The wrong way to interpret it is peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Meaning goodwill toward all humanity. You may have heard that In a Christmas song or a Christmas play, and the reason it has been interpreted wrongly, if if you look at this passage, is because of the end of verse ten. The end of verse ten says that this news will be for all the people, and so people drag that down to verse fourteen and they say, "Well, this peace must also be for all the people." But that, but that's a mistake because it's not consistent. It's not consistent with this verse, and it's not consistent with the rest of Scripture. Either. Now, Jesus coming into the world is good news because the offer of salvation is to every person. And if you believe in Christ, you are saved. The offer is to everyone. But it only benefits you if you receive it. There's, there's people all over the world. And, and maybe you are here today and you have rejected this your entire life. And today is the day where you have the opportunity to receive this salvation, this, this news this good news of a Savior King who has paid for the sins of the whole world and who's going to reign forever. So, the ones with whom God is pleased, as it says here in in verse 14, um, they they are the ones that have peace with God. Romans 5.1 says, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's only, those are the ones who who God is pleased with. So, God is only pleased with you if you have union with Christ and are in the family of God and you get there by believing in Jesus. Jesus is the one who earned your salvation for you through his perfect life, through his sacrificial death on the cross where he bore the wrath of God and through his resurrection. God is not pleased with you if you do not have a relationship with him. And I I say that honestly and I say that lovingly because you need to hear that. Romans 8, 8 could not be more clear. It says, Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. It doesn't matter how many good things you've done. Those who are in the flesh means those who do not know God, those who do not have a relationship with Christ. So I ask you today do you have peace with God through Jesus Christ? Do you believe that Jesus died in your place and paid the penalty for your sins that you deserve? And if you genuinely believe, then there's good news for you. God is pleased with you. But if you do not, he is not pleased. And on Christmas, this is a special time to think about this. Obviously, every day is. But we need to think about what is this holiday all about? This holiday was set up to remember the significance of the birth of Christ into this world. And then you have to ask, well, well, why is it so significant? You have, to, you have to look at the rest of his life. Look, look what he accomplished. Look, look at the redemption that he secured for anyone who would believe in him. And so this Christmas, this is the gift that God has given you. And it's the greatest gift that God has offered to the world, his son, Jesus Christ. So will you receive him and have eternal life? My prayer this morning is that you will. And why would you not? I mean, it's, it's the greatest offer that you, that you could ever have. And it always baffles me when people don't. But I, but I realize um, that it, God is sovereign over salvation too. But if, if the salvation is offered to you and if you believe, you will have it. Jesus says, anybody who comes to me, I will never cast out. So that's the second reason why you must set your mind on this important news this Christmas. This Christmas. The peace that only comes to those who believe. The third reason why you must set your mind on this important news this Christmas is that that God's people ought to always treasure this news. God's people ought to always treasure this news. Verses 15 through 21 here we're going to look at. After the shepherds heard this world-changing news and the angels praising God for it, they they desired... To go and see him for themselves. Verse 15: When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. By the way, you notice that it says, The Lord has made this known to us. Didn't the angel tell them this news? They knew that this angel was. A messenger from the Lord. So the, the words that the angel was delivering were the, were the words of the Lord. That's important to highlight there. So, so they went to see him, and this is what they did uh, verses 16 and 17. And they went with haste, so they went quickly, and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. So the shepherds found him, and we see that there were others there along with Mary and Joseph. And we see that in, in verse 18. It says, And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. So it wasn't just Mary and Joseph and the shepherds there. There were other people there too. We don't know these people's names, but they were in the manger with them. And this is, this is interesting here. Follow Follow me here. As the shepherds were standing in the manger they reported the wonderful things that the angel had told them about this baby, about the long-awaited Messiah coming to the world, that, that he was the Savior of the world. And those who heard it wondered what the shepherds had said. That's what it says in verse 18. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. The people reflected on the news they heard and saw with their eyes. But, it doesn't say any more than that. So it, it, it suggests to you that these people thought about it, but they didn't do anything with it. They, they didn't believe it. They didn't believe the words that were spoken. They, they saw this baby laying there in the hay, and they were standing there with the shepherds, with Mary and Joseph, and all these things were reported to them. And all they did, all they did, all they did was ponder it with their minds. It had an impact as they considered its importance, but their response to this news is not what it should have been. And we're going to see here a contrast to what their response should have been, which shows a true believer from an unbeliever. In verse 19, we see Mary's response, and it's much different. Mary's response is appropriate for the news that she heard. and their response of just thinking about it, they they should have gone a step further. But they, but they didn't. Verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. You see the difference there? Mary, Mary thought about these things in, in her head too, but she treasured up these things, which means that she, she preserved these things. She, she held on to these things. She embraced these things in her heart. In, in the deepest part of who she is, she, she, she stored these things. And that's what you need to do if, as you are here today, as, as you are hearing this news. Mary really did believe it. And you might think, well, of course, she was the one who gave birth. There was no guarantee you know, that, that she was going to believe it, but she did. She treasured it. She did not just ponder its significance, she embraced it. And those are the genuine believers of Jesus Christ. Those who hear the message and embrace it. They, they, they preserve it. They treasure it. That is true belief. There, there's, a, there's a true believing and there's a false believing. A true believing, you store it in your heart. And it never leaves you. A lot of people just think about it. it it's just in their head and it doesn't change the way they live. It just, it just, it just rolls around up there and then they move on and do other things. And and G, what, G, what Jesus says in the in the Gospel of John, he says, "I did not entrust myself to them. They falsely believed." Now, in verse twenty, the shepherds had a similar response as Mary, uh, the, the appropriate response. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. So you can see here, we, we can we can come to the conclusion by the evidence here. That they did embrace it because they're offering praise to God. So it's obvious that they, they treasured up this news in their heart. So, have you embraced this news? Is your, is your response to this news the same as Mary and the shepherds? What it, what it should be? Is it the same? Because if it is, that means you can have confidence that, that, that you do treasure Christ, that you do treasure this news, that you are a genuine believer. And if, and if you haven't, if, it, if you just thought about this your entire life, it, it just rolls around in your head and that's it. That needs to change today. And, and I encourage you to do that. And there's another point to draw. For those, for those of you who know Christ and, and, are, and are here today, we must follow the, the example of Mary and the shepherds. Notice here, too, that part of treasuring is pondering. She's pondering these things. So, so the question is, well, what occupies your mind this Christmas? Are, are you distracted with, with other things? Or are you treasuring this news in your heart? We're obviously going to have bad days, but th- this, this, should be, this should be a regular part of our life where we treasure these thoughts, the thoughts of the news of the Savior King. And, and, and that should be a, a regular pattern in our lives. And if you do this, it's proof that you are a genuine believer in Christ. We always need to examine ourselves to see whether we're real. And so this Christmas, are you storing up these things in your heart? Are you pondering these things? And does it make it to your heart where, where you treasure it and preserve it and embrace it? So that's a challenge to you here today. Now that's, that's the third reason why you must set your minds on this news this Christmas. This Christmas. Set your mind on the most important news of all this Christmas. That's what the sermon of this day is calling you to do. And the three reasons, again, are the king was born to offer salvation to all people. Peace comes only to those who believe. And God's people ought to always treasure this news. 53 years ago, Walter Cronkite delivered the worst news imaginable to the American people. The president had been assassinated. And it's the first time a president was assassinated, by the way, on camera. Uh, Every other assassination happened long before that. 2,000 years ago, an angel from heaven delivered the best news imaginable to the world. The Savior King has come to save those who will one day reign with him. It's the best news imaginable that the shepherds could have heard. And they heard it from an angel that was sent by God from heaven. So how will you respond to this news today? That has been delivered to you, and as we as we as we look at the last verse here, this is just a preview for next week. It says, verse twenty-one: At the end of eight days, when when Jesus was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And then this next week, this leads us into the sermon that's going to be about Jesus appearing in the temple, and I hope you all come back. Um, as, as Pastor Dave brings that message. Pray with me, please. Father, what, what, a, what, a, what a privilege it is to, to ponder this news. What, what a blessing it is and, and how important it is that we do this, that we, that we treasure up these things about Jesus, his birth, and then what he accomplished in his life and who he is. This is, This is not something we can just pass over and say, uh, I have passing knowledge about who jesus was it's we we need to dig deep into this and say, well who was he and why is this so important to me and every person on planet earth lord need, needs to needs to ponder this and and I pray lord that that people would treasure it in their hearts like Mary and they would and that they would praise God for it like the shepherds and that we would prove, Lord, that we are truly your disciples by having that response to the most important news in the world, Jesus Christ and what he has done in history. And so, Father, I pray that you would do the work that that we can do, which which is awakening the hearts of people, the work of the Holy Spirit. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.